keeping you up to date with the latest in Texas Tech sports. This is the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3. What's happening? It is Ask Level, the podcast, episode number 16, with the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. We uh, had a lot of news. No football this week as we continue to... uh, you know, wait around till bowl season officially gets here. It's right around the corner, but Texas Tech will play, uh, depending when you're listening to this, a couple of weeks from now. Uh, we still have basketball to talk, plenty to dive into. Level, how are we doing? Good, man. Uh, just kind of that uh, lull in between. Yeah, you, you know, you got that uh, some some last uh, bits of, of non-conference action for, for basketball kind of uh, on tap and uh, obviously waiting around for the bowl game and it's, you know, signing day uh, is, uh, you know, uh, around the corner, uh, early signing day, I should say. And you've, you've right. had some ro- you've had some roster movement with your uh, with your football program, some some good and some not necessarily good, you know, uh, depending on your, your your view of things. So, yeah, we'll start there. The, the roster movement with the football program, a uh, few people announcing different things uh trey wolf one of those that says he's gonna go ahead and and call it quits as a college player but will play in the bowl game um of course your your two defensive tackles that's probably the biggest news right yeah let's just take these uh take these in in order because um yeah you 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 touch on one i mean i don't think you could have possibly asked for more from trey wolf than what he gave you this year hopefully there's more on tap uh, in Houston as he mm-hmm. finishes up his career. And then I wish him nothing but the best uh, at the next, you know, level step, whatever, whatever, however that goes. I mean, he's just a quality person and, and he's, you know, unlike so many others, I mean, he, he stayed put uh, and, and it, it paid off uh, because he could have, when he lost his uh, job to Jonathan Garibay, uh, you know, two years ago, I guess it is now, or two seasons ago, um, uh, now that we're just finished up with this one. Uh, so I guess technically last season, you know, you know, m- many would have said, Hey man, I'm going to go try to find somewhere else to go. Uh, and then you have Weston Wright, uh, that also, uh, had an opportunity to come back here, but is going to move on with his career. Right. We'll play in the, we'll play in the bowl game as well. feels like Weston Wright has been around here for a decade. Uh, and, uh, and we'll get it. We'll get into the offensive line movement here in a little bit. But uh, and and then you have you know which in some ways was expected. I think that room was. Uh, it, it's just tricky, and to try to hold on to all of them was just unrealistic in this climate right now. But Donovan Smith uh, is not going to play in the bowl game, I don't believe, and uh, has entered the portal and mm-hmm. will seek employment elsewhere. Uh, yeah. And. I think uh, by all accounts, uh, it, it was understood. It was classy on both sides of this thing. I think everybody around uh, Lubbock and the Texas Tech football program wishes him nothing but the best. Uh, the, the harsh reality is, is that he could, he could indeed be in the league, and that's that part kind of uh, is not a lot of fun to think about if you have to play against him. But that's that's just the nature of of what everybody is dealing with these days. Uh, because I know uh, Donovan uh, took a visit to University of Houston, and he's been in talks with uh, with with the Cougs, Coach Holgerson, and staff. And so, 
uh, yeah. So any, anything there that you want to touch on with any of what we just talked about before we move on to, I guess, the, the, the good news, at least to this point? Yeah, I think you covered all the, the news part of it, but I, the Donovan one obviously sticks out the most because he was your most impactful player. I mean, of that group, I, I guess that could be argued Weston Wright and, and Trey Wolf, but the, the Donovan one, I guess it's yeah, a I mean, I, spotlight. I, I, I would make an argument on Trey Wolf uh, sure, because sure. he had he had yeah some I can't say that <laughs> major yeah major kicks for you uh, yeah. this year to help you get to where you were but yeah That's because Martin winning three overtime games. but because yeah. Donovan plays quarterback it's a spotlight exactly. position yeah so and I, and not, I get that but the Donovan one for me personally I'm just speaking purely personally I think that one hurts the worst but I also completely 100 get it because it's a uh, it's I love the way he's leaving or has left um, because he's the classy is a perfect word to to use with it. I don't think on a level you can speak to this better than me, but I, I don't think there's a better or a guy that, that anybody on the team would say is a better teammate than Donovan. I mean, he is at the top of the list when it comes to just being uh, an amazing teammate, do whatever it takes to win. Um, but at the same time, if his his dream is to to play quarterback, then there's only so much room on a team to play quarterback. So it's one that I hate to see him go, but completely understand it. And it is the uh, the nature of the beast for sure nowadays. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, and there were so many quarterbacks that entered the portal uh, this mm-hmm. past week, uh, and so many from the Big Twelve. You know, there's. You know, you had Hudson Card and Kyron Drones and Spencer Sanders, uh, Donovan Smith, obviously uh, JT Daniels from West Virginia. So, I mean, half the league essentially had a quarterback into the portal. I may be even forgetting some. Those are the ones off the top of my head. But yeah, when you when you know when you want to play, that's just a position where you know you you, you want to go to a situation where they don't. You know, you I don't not not that. Uh, that anybody's going to make him a promise, but you know, some schools may, but some schools may make promises to a lot of these quarterbacks, but sure. you know, and the, and the reality is everybody wants to be the starter, but the, the reality is you, you need more than one to get through a season and you need more than one good one to get through a season. That's just, I mean, you look at the big 12 championship game, those were essentially two backup quarterbacks. Those two kids, Will Howard and Max Duggan, uh, did not start the season out as their starting quarterback. And so it's just kind of fascinating, but that's a prime example on just kind of how the sport works these days. Uh, and sure. we've seen it clearly at Tech and then obviously in the Big 12. But, yeah, we wish him uh, wish him the best. And, you know, and, and I, I do hate it just for the bowl game part because I think he could have helped you win that game. Uh, there's yeah. no doubt uh, about that. But I also understand of – trying to get a jump on on a couple of weeks of recruiting and trying to figure out what your next step is personally and, and all those things. It's just uh, – but th- that's the sport these days. That's the way it works, and they've, they've created this window for a reason. And there, there'll be more movement with your team as we go along here uh, and even after the bowl game up and through January. Uh, but uh, that that's kind of what we have now. Uh, th- but the good news uh, is that – you're going to hold on to a few uh, big boys, uh, mm-hmm. and and I think that that was a lot of fun because I knew, yeah. I knew pretty, I, I knew uh, you know, or at least I felt like the the that Tony uh, Bradford and Jalen Hutchings were going to do the same thing one way or the other. They were either going to both, you know, leave together or stay together, and I'm thrilled to 
you know, <laughs> thrilled to see that they're they've decided to stay here to get again selfishly. Uh, I, I hope hope it is best for them. I think it is. I think that the the Matador Club uh, that I think that certainly helps that uh, sort of dynamic uh, and. You know, it gives you a really an identity with your team again next year. And I think that in some ways, those kids are kind of the faces of your program in many ways because they've been around here for so long. They're really good college players. Everybody knows who who they are. And it's just it's hard to find big people, especially quality ones. And the best thing about that duo is that they kind of exemplify what Joey wants his culture to be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think. You, you you could have gone to replace them in the portal with, with other D tackles, but there's just no way it, it would have been impossible to replace what they bring you from a culture and a locker room standpoint. And I think Joey is very sensitive to that. I think he's very sensitive to what he tries or thinks that he's going to bring into that locker room. And I think that that's a big reason why they had some success Mm -hmm. uh, this season, especially at the tail end, but, uh, pumped for, uh, Jalen and Tony, man, that is uh, really good news. You know, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and Joey McGuire has not, I mean, he's been extremely vocal since while the season was still going on, he was recruiting those two guys to come back to, to his program. And it was, those two had to be at the top of the list, probably closely followed by your two corners that he's been talking about of guys we need back on next year's team. And you you look up and think, man, you got some serious potential to have a lot of starters back on this roster defensively next year. Uh, you're going to have to help me with the Kosai Eldridge. That, that's still in works, right? In terms of the, uh, if he does come back, that's a an appeal that's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't I don't know how likely that is, but okay. uh, but I, I think really the main thing is is you're you're wanting to see what your two corners do, and right. uh, you know I I feel pretty optimistic about that. Okay, uh, right here as as we we sit and talk, uh, but so that's kind of the next domino uh, to to really to fall, I guess plural with with those mm -hmm. two corners. But I just I, I think uh, I think yeah, you know, because Joey mentioned. Uh, after the bowl game that, you know, I mean, we got a lot of guys coming back. You mentioned, you know, 10 starters on offense. And I guess technically if, if you were starting the game with Taj Brooks and not Sir Roderick Thompson, that is accurate. Right. Uh, but if Ta if Sir Roderick was starting that particular uh, game, I guess, you know, with, with Sir Roderick departing and then Weston Wright departing, it would be down to, uh, to just nine, but the bulk of your offense comes back. And then I think he, he mentioned seven starters on defense and that would include, you know, the guys that that can come back. It wouldn't include Kosai, I don't think, but it right. would include basically your, you know, your two interior guys and your two starters at corner. But you've only gotten uh, half of those announcements. You're still waiting on Malik Dun Dunlap and uh, Rashad Williams to to make that announcement and make it public on what they will do. And I really, there's no. I think they all have draft information, uh, and I know that Malik Dunlap probably had the highest draft grade uh, mm -hmm. of 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 what was sent back. I don't know what that is, but uh, but but if you if you get if you get those two corners back, I mean, it essentially gives you seven starters back on defense, Man. and so that that's uh, that's something that I think you could feel really good about uh, heading into the off season and and your bowl game and all those things is you've got some continuity and you're going to stay somewhat old which I think is key uh, this day and age in, in trying to compete uh, for conference championships.
Uh, before we move on from this particular conversation, there was one question from from Alex that we'll throw in right here. Said, what is the likelihood that we could see Donovan Smith end up at Louisiana Tech with Sonny Cumbie? Is there any interest there? Well, I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure that Sonny is interested. Yeah, I, I think Donovan may be aiming a bit higher or I think can play at a much higher level that may come down to fit or – I mean, there's no telling. I think I, I wouldn't rule that out. Uh, at all. Uh, I think, you know, I had her rumors of UNLV a month ago just because of that's where his mom lives. That's where mm-hmm. he went to high school before he transferred to his last year in, in Lubbock. And uh, but they're they're really bad. They have a brand new coach uh, now. And, and I believe Barry Odom was, was hired to, to coach the Rebels. But they're they're just right. that program is not in very good shape at all. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and then Houston, that's an interesting locker room for him to go into. They had lots sure. of issues. Uh, with their team, you you see these you know scuffles on the sideline and just mm-hmm. you know just just a, a bit of a mess. But he would be great for their locker room. I hope it would be good for Donovan as well, though. That's the that's the tricky part. And I think he wants to go somewhere where he's not necessarily going to be like a running QB. I think he wants to go somewhere where he can be a where he can play and be a drop back passer, you know, and right. run on occasion and not just be like a quote unquote running quarterback. So that's what I think is is what he's. It's what he's looking for. I know those are his thoughts on what how he views himself, and so uh, that. But yeah, I wouldn't rule out Louisiana Tech with the uh, the relationship with Sonny Cumby. But you know, maybe you're you're looking uh, you're looking a bit higher of a level and Power Five mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Uh, so any other news in terms of movement that, that we haven't touched on yet? Or we get it, get it all right there. Well, as far as your current roster, I think right. that is there's some, you know, obviously recruiting news that's, that's oh, yeah. out there. Um, and that obviously, you know, some people are into that, some are not. Now there's one bit of news from a recruiting standpoint that is is huge news that factors in immediately and that you you have gotten a commitment from Western Kentucky Center, Rusty Stotts. Yes. Uh, and he is somebody that I think is is a plug and play uh, starting center uh, next season, which will, which allows Dennis Wilburn to move to guard and which is allows, what they've been talking about for a while, right? They yep. want him to play guard. Yeah, but of, he you, had to, to have a center. Here. Yeah, yeah, I had to have a center, and uh, but uh, you know, it's a it's a guy that obviously Coach Hamby and uh, Coach uh, Coach Kitley know extremely well. Uh, Stotts has two years left to play. Uh, may in fact only use one of them if if things go well for him this year. So we'll just mm-hmm. kind of see what that looks like. But that is that's immediate good news, and it, sure. the, you know, and and especially so because you know exactly what you're getting because you've coached this player. Uh, the position coach has coached this player. The coordinator has coached this player. This they, they know how uh, his strengths, uh, how mature he is, uh, all, all the things. So I think uh, that that is certainly uh, a welcomed addition, uh, and I would get—I guess he—he's here in the spring semester. I believe that would be the hope, but I can't say that for sure. So huge news there on that front. We'll learn more news as uh, signing day comes and goes on the recruiting front, and then I, I guess we probably won't learn a ton more on when when it comes to. Um, the transfer portal, right? There, there's just not a lot of spots open, are there, for Texas Tech in terms of getting players? Well, yeah, you, you you almost need uh, you almost need some current players to enter the portal. You know, yeah. Derek Lewis obviously enters the portal. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I think there's already some some things factored in there. But you, you're to, to your point, there's not a whole lot of openings, no. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that they're in the enviable position to where they're fielding a lot of phone calls. And I think a lot of folks want to come either check this out or come back home and all that. But unfortunately, you just don't have a ton of of room unless unless the player is willing to walk on for a bit and right. and and kind of go that route uh but um which you got to think with the the new I, the the collective nowadays that probably yeah, makes well, that more doable than it used to be it, it's certainly possible yeah there, there's only so much money available and, yeah. and all those things and uh, i i would i would say that I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out more movement uh, mm-hmm. again between now and the bowl game or even right after the bowl game either. Sure. Uh, I, you just, you know, that's just kind of uh, the sport and there, there's just, there's some guys on your roster that I don't necessarily think are have or factor in or, or going to factor in. And I think, you know, if they want to play, then that's the, you know, it would behoove them to, to look elsewhere, but maybe they're, you know, okay. Being depth guys too, you know, you just yeah. don't, don't know. You can look at the roster and kind of figure, figure some of that stuff out, but uh, that's where the Matador club kind of, right. I don't want to say it hurts you, but it, it, it's a nice gig here. If you can get it, even if you're not playing and you're Touché. okay yeah. and you're okay with that, I guess in a way. So, so uh, football there, Shifting to basketball, didn't know the two sports could be so similar, but I had deja vu, you know, watching the uh, the Dallas Cowboys game on Sunday and watching the uh, Red Raiders play on Wednesday night. Heavy favorite sneak out with a win. That was uh, on Wednesday. That was about as puckered up as I can remember a non-conference game without a real name. Uh, in in quite some time, and uh, Red Raiders felt like they got away with one on Wednesday night. Yeah, you know Nichols is I think has won the Southland Conference the last mm-hmm. couple of years, regular season, uh, mind you. Uh, I think they're probably a favorite to do it again. It is one of the oldest teams in the sport. Sure, uh, they've got a lot of grad transfers. They had a lot of returners. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Coach Clonch there uh, at, at Nichols, he really tried to load up their schedule. I mean, you you, you look at they've played at Arizona, BYU. They've played uh, at Wyoming. They, they come to Lubbock. They're going to go to Waco. Uh, I think they're going to go to Starkville and play Mississippi State. I mean, he really tried to, to put – and he had said that uh, to us before the game. Hey, man, we're trying to – we're trying to put these guys – in a, in a tough spot so they can deal with a lot of adversity uh, because we think it'll pay off. And uh, it almost paid off for them uh, this past week because you yeah, have the Red Raiders. And again, you know, Jalen Tyson not playing. It's a big part. Certainly factors in there. Uh, but, yeah, you go to the free throw line 46 times. Uh, you miss 17 of those. And it, it, it was just it was hard to watch because you're just still trying to figure out who you are, what your identity is and who can help you. I thought the positives there is Lamar Washington really emerged mm-hmm. and he had a nice uh, stat line in that he helped you uh, with some boards and assists and didn't turn the ball over too much and was able to, to draw a bunch of fouls. I mean, he gets to the free throw line a bunch and and I think, uh, you know, 12 of 17 from the line and 
you, you don't survive that game without him getting fouled repeatedly at the end and him knocking down most of those. So, yeah, yeah but you, you still are trying to figure out, can Kerwin Walton give you anything? Can DeMorian Williams give you anything? And DeMorian Williams played 17 minutes, scored a bucket, and then just didn't really do a whole lot else. Yeah. And I thought, you know, Bacho played really hard. I think uh, O'Banner caught fire late. Uh, Davion Harmon kind of did uh, did his thing. Uh, so, yeah, you're, you're just you, – you've got a lot to improve on here, Woodman. I mean, a lot to improve on, and you kind of wonder if there's enough ingredients there to realistically be in the thick of it in the Big 12 race because these other Big 12 schools are just – they're old, they're deep, they're loaded. Uh, not everybody's perfect. There are a lot of flaws with a lot of these other teams, but mm-hmm. – they seem to have a lot more answers at this point of the season than, than you do, especially when one of your pieces is missing like Jalen Tyson was. Yeah. I, I think that that's what stood out the most to me about Tyson being out is just the lack of, of depth you can count on right now. Um, like you mentioned, Williams starts the game and, and just doesn't give you a whole lot. Washington was, was the opposite of that. As you mentioned, he, he, he wasn't depth you were really counting on going into that game, but comes up big for you by getting to the line and knocking down some free throws, a lot of free throws. Um, but it, it's just one of those things where I, I keep hearing Coach Adams tell us, I, I we still we're going to be a good basketball team, but I don't know if he's alluding to later in the season or well know, down the in the future with some of these freshmen. Yeah, and, and and you know th- this thing, this thing uh, has plenty of time to morph and change. But you 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 can just see some things that you kind of it's fair to wonder aloud. Like I don't know if they have the pieces because here here's what uh, here here's the concern that I would pose is that, and again, it's not fair to compare teams, but I, I can only go off of of Mark's first team here because he was the head coach last year so all we have are these two teams sure last year's team was a bit of a mess on offense uh Mm -hmm. as they tried to figure it out but they were really good on defense early and and that really carried them and helped them and you're not very good on defense right now you you allow way too much dribble penetration uh there's there's too many you know, gaps uh, that, and you continue to get just beat off the dribble and get to where Mark doesn't want uh, opponents to have the ball mm-hmm. and it continues to break you down and teams are shooting it at a higher percentage uh, against you this year. I think because of some of these things that we've talked about uncontested shots or just getting beat off the dribble a bit, but I don't know, you can't necessarily hang your hat on defense while you figure some other things out. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're truly like really good at. And like last year at this point, I wouldn't say you were great on defense, but you were pretty good and you could see some signs just because you had that length and depth and, and those kinds of things. But, uh, but I don't know if I see that at least yet, and you're going to have to hurry, uh, uh, hurry a lot. And, And some of it just has to do with, you know, some guys are just going to have to really grow up quickly and step up, you know, bottom line. That's all yeah. there is to it. I, I do think I, I look at Wednesday night's game and say that's can be, not necessarily is, but can be a good thing for this team, that you went through that, that you didn't – because you're going to go through very similar 
type of games where you're 20 point favorites and and all that throughout the month of December till you get to conference play. You don't have any tough names on the schedule. Um, so that that can be a good thing if they can learn from it. And, and I think there were some positives to take away. Pop Isaacs, man, he he looked really good offensively. He's he did. emerging as your best three point shooter on the team right now. Yeah, him and him and Jalen Tyson. I mean, yeah. you know, because Jalen Tyson's, uh, I believe he's over fifty percent. Yeah, he is. and and. And you have, uh, I think you have Pop Isaacs that's, that's hovering around that number. And those two guys are far and away, you know, they, they need more shots, uh, period, uh, from deep. Uh, any any three-pointer that they get up in, in somewhat of the flow of the offense is a good shot, in my opinion, based on the percentages that they're shooting it from. Uh, you know old Banner's going to be able to knock some of those down. Sure. He had a big they, one on Wednesday. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, you see percentages from where they came from with what Walton and Williams did, but we just haven't seen it here. No. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if that will change and they'll kind of catch fire or, or I, I I don't know. You just have to keep, you know, working with them and grinding and figuring out ways to 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 get them get them open looks, I guess. But uh, but yeah, Isaacs is certainly one to feel good about. And I thought Lamar. That yeah. was the that was the biggest positive is those two freshmen Pop sure. and, and Lamar uh, the other night versus Nichols because I think you need those kids to grow up in a hurry and and be able to because I'm telling you man you, you you go to Fort Worth on New Year's Eve I don't know how many people will be there that's maybe a bad example but you start going yeah to Ames Iowa and Manhattan mm-hmm. Kansas and Waco and Austin and on all the places it is extremely difficult to play. Uh, if, if you catch them on a Saturday, if you catch them on a, you know, if they're rolling, you catch them at a, you know, an eight o'clock tip when the students are back in town. I mean, it is not kind. And right. You, you, you know, so <laughs> I just, you know, I, I don't know, man, but, uh, but we'll see, uh, you, you, you figured out a way to win and you know what better to figure out, uh, things you need to work <laughs> on and learn from in a win than a loss. There's Always. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Jalen Tyson expected to be good this week. Depending when you're listening, they may they may well, play the game. But... Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, okay. we'll we'll see. I don't know. You know, I think uh, I think Bacho was kind of dinged up after that game. I think Jalen was, you know, like had a boot mm-hmm. on his on his ankle, just a twisted ankle, according to to Mark said what Mark said. And so we'll we'll just kind of see what what you're looking at for Eastern Washington. That they'll come in at. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think a fairly competitive team that they've uh, they just beat Cal uh, yeah. at the end of last week. Cal's not very good. But again, I just don't know if this particular team is good enough to just show up and roll right. against anybody right now. You're going to have to play well. That's just college basketball because everybody's everybody's older. Everybody's been able to answer their depth issues, but because they've just gone to the, the, the portal. And so you just have to be careful with these uh, mid-major types. All right. A, a couple of questions and uh, we'll call it a week level. We'll start with this one it says uh, I'm a little late on this, but level, I'd like to have your thoughts on uh, the comments from, from Tyler Shuck after the final game of the season. 
So my thoughts on his comments? Yeah, when when he basically talked about in the building that sort of thing, it's it's pretty well documented. But he's yeah. Look, I I, I don't know if if Tyler will ever. I'm sure at some point, you know, he'll be asked uh, to clarify or to mm-hmm. get specific with it. Probably um, a pregame bolt or pre bolt. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll see, or or maybe it won't be till the spring. I have no True. idea if he'll be uh, in a position. You know, I, I don't know, but um. I, I I can only go off of what I think happened, and because I had a conversation with him uh, mm-hmm. right after that game on the field as well, uh, and and you heard that, but mm-hmm. he kind of uh, I I just think he kind of thrives on doubt, and he thrives on people telling him he's not good enough for or whatever the case may be. And I think he was just kind of wanting to say, you know, that this is for all the people that didn't think I could or was good right. enough or should have started, uh, you know, because I, I know that he, for a fact, he really wanted to to play once he was cleared, you know, a month before the season ended. But I think there were plenty of people that just weren't real certain that he was back. And, uh, you know, even though he was cleared, uh, what was he as sharp as he needed to be and, and all those things. But he certainly deserves credit for leading you to a three-game winning streak to end the season. And he had a big hand in that. Uh, winning uh, in Ames and obviously beating uh, right. Kansas and Oklahoma at home uh, with his legs and his arm. And uh, he's going to get a chance to do that same thing against Ole Miss as well. Okay, uh, one more question before we wrap this up. Says, Level, which players are the most important to keep on this roster for next season? I guess this would be beyond <laughs> the ones that have already announced. And Tyler Shuck and Baron Morton. Yeah, the one and one A. Okay, which one? If you're well, to pick I mean, between I, the two, would you? If I had to pick between the two, I would keep Baron Morton just because, because he's got it. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have. Uh, you know, if if it's strictly immediate, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I may lean to 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 Tyler. Although I, I can't necessarily say for sure that I would do that. Right. Uh, just because of his inability to kind of stay healthy, but th- th- those are. Those are first and foremost the, the the two most important like factors on on what you're watching, uh, in hoping that they don't leave. Uh, and, and those two corners would certainly yeah. Yeah, uh, those, be yeah. big. I don't I don't think that they would leave and go to the portal at all. That's a NFL decision or it's a stay and come back to school uh, decision. Uh, but um, you know I don't know. I, I mean I just I don't. I don't have any indication that anybody else of, of, of the folks that play a ton right. would uh, would would be looking. But you just you know you keep your head on a swivel. You yeah, just never you never know. Different times. You know, yeah, because what what's happening out there is that there's people that don't even want to get into the portal that they're hearing from mm-hmm. whoever it may be. Hey, man, if you get in the portal, we'll pay you this much. Kind of you know right. kind of stuff. And I don't know. You know, you just you have no idea what uh, what would really go on there, what wouldn't, and, and who would. But so I, that's why I don't want to talk in absolutes. But if you're asking me to answer that question, it is definitely Shuck and Morton, and whatever order you want to get to. And I, I'd like to keep both. Yeah, I think that that's the right answer. And then I think on the defensive side of what you said with the corners of, of people that haven't announced yet, so those two would be. Man, you, you when you look at the the potential, no, there's not a lot set in stone at this point but the potential for all the returners you could have next season it sure sure looks looks pretty good yeah i mean and, and if you get your corners back then you hold on to both your quarterbacks mm-hmm. 
you know, through the spring and, and, and everything, uh, and, and you stay relatively healthy. I mean, I think there's going to be some expectations on this team. Uh, and, I, and I, they need to get faster on offense. Uh, I think they know it. They needed to get better up front. And that's the part that is frustrating, I think, is that, you know, when you, when you see anybody on the offensive side from a high school standpoint decommit, mm-hmm. I immediately think that's in some ways it could be good news. Just because sure. not that I don't want good high school players coming here. I just look at it from, a, well, if you can go find offensive line help, and again, the ones that you know, or receiver help from ones that you know, and that can, if that receiver can run, then, you know, I think, uh, and, and what I mean by when I say run, I mean that like it's got <laughs> some speed to them that can Burner. take the top off. Yeah. I use the Kalen Geiger uh, example all the time. I and mean, that's, that's what you need. You know, and 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 if truth be told, you kind of need plural there. You, sure. you need you need more than uh, than, than one, whether they be slot or outside or whatever. You just need some juice on that offense. And uh, but uh, but you know, again, I know Joey. Again, he's extremely sensitive to the locker room and being careful what they bring in, and does not want to do anything yep. to jeopardize it and, and all those things. So, just a lot of moving parts there. But, you know, that that's Coach McGuire's call. It's not Tim DeRuiter or Zach Kitley's call or even James Blanchard or anybody else that you would look at. I mean, it, it, Coach uh, Coach McGuire kind of decides how those spots will be used, and then, and then you kind of go from there. Lovell, brought the knowledge as usual. Enjoyed it, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> there you go. Hey, keep hope alive, Woodman. Uh, Christmas is near, so I uh, – I hope you've gotten your uh, your shopping done. If not, spend some time before we talk next, uh, <laughs> getting that done, and uh, we'll go from there, man. Sound good? Sounds fantastic. We'll be in Houston before you know it. So yeah, there you go, there you go. All right, man. Appreciate it. Hope everybody out there has a good week. Keep hope alive and guns up. For Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned in to the Ask Level podcast, brought to you by Double T ninety seven three. Y'all have a great week. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to DoubleT973.com.